Welcome to Pride Against Prejudice, a Shadowrun 4th edition actual play podcast. I am Simon. I play Bertha Huggins, aka Huggy Bear. I'm Al, or Draenor. I'm playing Mav or Maverick. My name is Jack. I'm going to be playing Poiger. Hello, I'm Michael, and I'll be playing Sunshine. And my name is Rydian. I'm the GM. If you would like any bonus content, a link to our living campaign map can be found in the show notes, along with a link to our Discord where you can get occasional bonus episodes, and if you'd like to add locations to the map or just ask us questions, you're welcome to join us there. If you stick about for a few seconds at the end of the episode, we also have a question for you as well. Following content may contain themes and materials not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi folks, I just wanted to give a brief announcement before we dive into the episode. Sadly, Muren's player Les has been quite unwell at the time of recording and has been unable to continue. He's doing okay, but isn't able to make regular sessions, though there is a possibility he may come back in the future. For the rest of this episode, I'll be paper-tigering his character a little bit, and then Muren will go his own way for a while. The team have taken the ship and free the hostages. But with no radio thanks to Muren's confused, stim-addled state and the Coast Guard bearing down on them, can they stall them long enough for Mav's contact to save their hoops? And even if they do, where can they take this ship? Hockey's going to head up to the bridge. Sunshine, are you heading up there as well? Yep, I... So, for dramatic purposes, I'm going to not spend a plot point, because it's not that system, but <clears throat> spend a plot point, and I hear this crump and like smashing, tinkling sound of Murin stoving the radio in with his giant troll hands, uh, going like, that sounded expensive and important, and then continue going up the rope ladder. Could I get a perception check from... Oiga and Mav, please. What are your drones doing at this point, by the way, Huggy? Well, I'm going to have Hogan the um, aerodrome. The stealth craft. Hogan is um, spiraling around, searching for anybody else who's on the ship and just generally keeping an eye out. Yeah. And your beast spirit, Toiga's last instruction was to look after Mirren so it would still be hanging out with him. You've got clear sight running on that drone or something similar? Yeah. Could I get an autonomous perception check from that uh, drone? I'm going to suggest that Mirren's maybe crumpled in a corner somewhere with his head against the wall and the beast spirit is doing that thing where cats do where they like put their little paws just right at the bottom of your neck and their little chin against your chin and just staring you in the face and purr while you're trying to get up. That's two hits from Hugan. Okay, Toiga, were you actually going out to release the captives then? Yeah, the doctor had been saying, oh, we need to search every container, and Toiga had said, no, we don't. I know which one they're in. Mav, you're f- fucking oblivious. Woo. To this. Toiga, as you're going down, you're still feeling nauseous, and you glance wistfully towards the head, thinking, oh, if only I had time to go. Actually, no, I don't want to go. Where's the guy we sh- that Mav shot in there? He 
he unloaded a lot of stick and shock into that guy. Shortly after this, well, sort of about the same time this is going on, Huggy, you get a ping back from your drone saying, there's a very small boat leaving the big boat. What? Is there a problem? Huggy will make everybody um, avail of this. Okay, new instruction for the spirit. That boat gets no further away than it currently is. How many services does your spirit have remaining? I think it was three, was it? Yeah, because I summoned it with five and I instructed it to protect the group and then to protect Murin. This will be your third service. I'm going to say this is not yet far enough away to count as a remote service. Could you roll me your Beast Spirit's logic plus intuition to see if it understands your instruction, please? Since the Beast Spirit is probably the most intelligent person on this boat. I mean, quite probably. It didn't come here by choice. Five hits. Okay. It looks up and you see it glance in the direction of the boat you initially came in on and then disappear out and go out to the other boat. There are some brief screams. And then anybody looking out over the side towards this would see a cat sat licking itself on top of a boat that well yes it's not going any further away from where it is there's a bloody big hole in it though where somebody was tossed through the side of it that solves that problem was this the boat we came on no this was the lifeboat for the ship that you are currently on yeah suboptimal um i would send hugen around to check on what exactly just happened Give me your logic plus intuition, Huggy, just to see if you can suss out what you think's happened. It's it's fairly strange. I mean, it's fairly obvious, I think. That's one hit. Oh, God, I'm not very... That's not... Hmm. Some bloke just nicked a lifeboat and tried to get away. Did not end very, very well, Boxham. Yeah. Um, meh. Oh, well. Problem sort of solved, although that lifeboat's a bit fragged. Let's hope we don't need the lifeboats anytime soon. Yeah. So On which the... subject, Mav probably finishes up his call with Giuseppe. Followed by Crunch. Tickle, tickle. Murad, no! Uh, can I... What? What's actually our plan at this point? That's where I come in. Mav gets off the comm and says on group comms that include the Doctor, So... A friend of mine can get everyone off this boat, but he has two instructions. One, we need to stall the Coast Guard. Two, we need to find out the name of the commander of the Coast Guard boat. Gee, sure would be nice if we had a radio, don't you think? Would. Right, I'm going to go up, see what I can do with this boat. Mirren has just sat in the con chair and has put his head between his knees and he looks like he's currently ODing on stim patches, having been hit with two of them, and is trying not to vibrate. Right, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can help Milken down into the med bay because that seems like it's the best place for him to be right now. <laughs> and you're probably the only one who's large enough to assist him. Yeah, probably. Does this shit? I was in the Matrix host for this shit, right? Previously. Yep. Yeah. Can I have a quick matrix search to see if this ship has a signal lamp? So, 
Are you basically plugging the ship into your comm link and slapping your trode net on and going full hot sim? Or cold sim as... Cool. Sunshine is want to do, yeah, I'm going to go cold sim and try and find some way of signaling to the Coast Guard. So there is an emergency signal lamp, but you do also see the icon for the radio it is still there and does still seem to be working. Oh. Did Murin just break the console that it's attached to? Presumably. If, if, if the radio was only inside that console, then it's not a very good radio. Indeed. The radio should be on the roof. So he's only broken the interface to the radio. Huggy! What? No, Murin, Murin, no, don't. don't Murin, okay. I can't hold you if you fall forwards like that. Fall backwards. He's just kind of gripping each of your elbows with his hands and just shaking and he's just he's like somebody who's just necked six shots of espresso and washed it down with two cans of monster i've not this is not the first time i've watched somebody od so you know it was a useful od because it meant he got back up on his feet and killed the people trying to kill him however he's now paying the piper huggy i really need you up here because i'll be up in a second darling Coast Guard! I'm aware. Okay. What's happening out on the water? Give me a perception check. Visual perception check this time. I got six hits. That's three hits from Bergen. Out on the water, what you are mostly seeing is, yep, that's a guy drowning while a spiritual cat watches him. Mm -hmm. And cleans itself on a life raft that seems to be sinking. There's a lot of ships around you. It's a busy shipping lane. They're mostly merchant vessels. Picking out exactly which one is a Coast Guard cutter, if it's not close to the, to the naked eye, even to the cyber eye, is a little tricky. There, um, question, uh, out of character question. When you say Coast Guard, are we dealing with uh, the US Navy's red-headed stepbrother. Are we dealing with corporate thugs? What? Roll me a memory check, please. Followed by that skill that occasionally becomes relevant. Memory skill, one hit. Two hits on Monstar. Yeah, that's more than enough. So, you remember them calling the vessel you were on Romeo Uniform 65 mumble mumble something or other and then they said something about Uniform Charlie what's something? It was Uniform Charlie Alpha Sierra wasn't it? Well Mav's not sure. Or you cast in claims. <laughs> Al is sure. Al has noticed this now. <laughs> Alright. Okay Mav doesn't have a clue. Fair. Yeah so Mav's going <laughs> and going many boats don't know which one we're supposed to be talking to do do they still do semaphore in the sixth world uh, i don't know all right so yeah sunshine you've got a busted console that you've assessed a little bit uh huggy are you heading back up once you've managed to settle mid in a little bit yeah i'll get Mjorgen into a place where he can get himself in because uh the med bay bad yeah and then i'll run up to try and help it's whatever I can do. Yeah, you arrive in the ship's bridge. You find Sunshine sat on... Well, she sat on what's left of the ship's rigger wearing a trode net. 
Hey, Huggy. So, good news, bad news situation? Good news, radio's still there. Bad news, Murin's punched the console out, but can you do... Try and get it working again? I'll do my best. Well, or get it hooked up to my comlink. I, I, I do software, not hardware. Yeah, well, I do hardware, so let me in. Alright, Huggy will go and try and see what she can do to get this thing hooked up. Okay, do you have any tools on you? She will have a small mechanics kit, which she always has because when she has her drone, she has her mechanics kit. Yeah. Okay, so I'm imagining like a pouch, so it's not particularly good tools, but it's the basics. You've got a screwdriver. I've got a, a screwdriver, a wire cutter, one of those things, uh, uh, an automata, is that the one where you can check the charge between two bits of wire? Multimeter. That's the one. So your working conditions, I'm going to say, are distracting. So that's at a minus one. It's, I would say this comes under a common repair. You're not really repairing it, but you're trying to get it to work in a way it's not really designed to work. Your tools, I'll say that your tools are adequate. This is normally does done as an extended test. So this is to find out how long it'll take. This is done off logic. So if Sunshine wishes to default to assist you, she may. That would be very useful. My logic is not uh, the best. I mean, I can throw two extra dice on your behalf, but sure. This is why you don't default to three. I'm pretty sure Sunshine just got blown backwards across the room with a yelp. <laughs> Yes, so Sunshine goes to help, sticks a hand in there, and could you resist, say, five electrics done, so that'll be at half impact. So I take three points of stun. As you electrocute yourself, and there's there's that sharp think of, yeah, some, something just fused. Whoopsie. So you don't get any assistance there from Sunshine. Uh, could you roll me your hardware skill there, Huggy? Right, certainly. That's a one hit. Okay, and roll again. Take a die away. Edge, if you can. Yeah, I think I, I might post edge that actually. Okay. Do I have any edge left? Yes, I have one point of edge left. So that's six. That's two more hits. You're fiddling about in this for somewhere between five and ten minutes. And if you could roll again for me. That's one hit. Okay, so you manage to find the right wires. It's not actually too bad. It's mostly just he's decked in the controls. Oh, he's just put his fist through the speaker. This isn't too bad. And you re it's the job's actually not as bad as you thought it was. I'm imagining that most of this job is more a case of, okay, doing an autopsy on what, where was a cable, what cable was supposed to go where, rather than working out, you know. Yeah. And you manage to cobble something together and you plug in a jack wire to it and plug it into Sunshine's com, pass it to her, and yeah, that should work now. Right. In, while she's doing the talking, I'm going to try and take over the ship. We are currently stalled in the middle of our, as you said, very busy shipping lane. So you will need to shift the corpse of the rigger, but... That's doable. I mean, other than pulling a jack out of his... Skull, there's not a lot that you need to do. I'm disinfecting that jack before it goes into my head. <laughs> That's entirely reasonable. Sunshine passes you a wipe, like a wet wipe out of her bag. Thank you. 
Sunshine. Toy Griff. Do you want this handcuff I'm still wearing back, or can I keep it? You keep it, honey. I've got others at home. Super. Think of it as a bracelet. Oh, um, you know the captain of the ship? Cat of the ship. Like the one that the one that got shot a whole bunch. Yes, I'm looking over at his corpse now. Could anyone check and see if he's got like a captain's badge or something, or like anything like that? Because I really want it if he does have one. I mean, he's wearing epaulets. Are they shiny? Is he wearing a hat? <gasps> a hat. Uh, uh, this conversation is getting very strange. Okay, I should be talking to the Coast Guard. Jumps back onto VR, operating the radio, and goes, uh, I, okay, I've for- totally forgotten the, the different call signs that were given. Do me a memory check. Uh, starting characters. Uh, you know what? I'm actually just going to go ahead and bench this. Two hits. I'll give you part of it. I'm trying to put on my best radio voice and go, uh, UCAS 854 Tango Tango, uh, this is Rubio Uniform 656165. Repeat last over to get the message again. You get something crop up in your VR. It's a video link image that's being projected. It seems to be a guy in naval uniform wearing a white hat. UCAS naval uniform. He's an older black guy, human, and he just sighs and says, Romeo uniform 656165, your engine fire alarm has tripped and we've detected gunfire at your position. We're coming to render assistance. If possible, stop all engines and await our arrival. Negative, you're from Charlie Alpha Sierra 854 Tango Tango. We do not require assistance at this time. Make me a negotiation check. <laughs> yeah, okay, that I can do. Probably more like con, I feel. I mean, we don't require assistance. We very definitely don't want their assistance. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying! So that does actually make me feel this is more of an uh, etiquette in some respects, to be honest. Okay, I mean, I can do etiquette. Yep. Oh, uh, okay, apparently I edged that. But, yep, fine, I edge. And to be honest, it seems a perfectly reasonable thing for the face <laughs> to edge. <laughs> Don't rather. You see him sigh. Romeo Uniform 656165. UCAST law requires that we check all engine fire alarm warnings. What's your uh, situation over? UCAST 854 Tango Tango. You're not going to believe this. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. But engine fire alarm went off, and I was, yeah, we've only just got comms back. Oh, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this one. The ship's crew got drunk, and uh, yeah, may have been screwing around with trying to light a can of aerosol to make a flamethrower. Except he didn't use a lighter; he used a pistol. Uh, yeah. Romeo uniform. I'm not wholly surprised, but we we were registering quite a lot of gunfire. Okay, I I think that's a, a problem at your end. Uh, eight five four. We've. Are you in 
Are you in immediate distress? No, no, we're not. It's it's a it's a bit of mess and confusion. He's, uh, okay. Look, we're ship's marshals got him down in cooling his heels in the brig just now, and uh, yeah, our communications problems are resolved with. You just wouldn't believe it. The bullet went right through the speaker uh, on this radio. So the reason we didn't respond for a couple of minutes there, we had to really patch it through. Sorry, like it, it's just I'm just having a really weird day. It's like, oh, you know, our, our problems have been ubiquitous okay, and Romeo mendacious uniform. and polyglottal and donkey balls. <laughs> Romeo uniform. We'll be there presently, but I'll tell them to pull the engines back from all ahead flank. Get yourselves in order. We'll send a guy aboard. We'll check it. We're required to by UCAS law, but once we've done a cursory okay, check, it should uh, be fine. Okay, just for our own logbooks, eight five four Tango Tango. What? Uh, what's your? What's your name? And who's the officer you'll be sending over? Over. Very well. Uh, Captain Xander Bridges in command. I'll be sending over uh, an officer named Joshua Smith. He's a mechanic. Just to have a look. He'll have a couple of Marines with him. It's standard procedure I, for this. I understand, I understand, it's just, yeah. Heal 2 will okay. be there soon. Thank you, beautiful Charlie Alpha Sierra 854 Tango Tango. Okay guys, we've got company, I've bought us a few minutes. Uh, Mav, if you're gonna work your miracle, now's the time. It might help if get somebody to dump all the bodies overboard so they don't notice first uh, uh, the seconds they show up. Well... For one, start the engines and get us moving somewhere, even though they told us not to. That's what I'm trying to do. And I get on to Giuseppe and pass on both of those names. The engines are actually still running. Good. We just do not stop then. You've got a name. Are you ringing Giuseppe? Yeah, um, he said to text message him, which I do. I give him the commander's name and I give him the mechanic just in case. All right, you get a text message back that says, I'm going to text the guy at the naval yard. Keep them talking. Got it. All right, while they're doing that, I'm going to send Grendel round to the stern of the ship where the guys we shot earlier are and to see what I can do about dumping them overboard. Can we retract the turrets? Uh, they're not really retractable. I, I think they're just welded onto the deck. Are they not concealed? Do we not? No, it's it's... We just didn't know they were there. They're legally allowed to have them. You guys just didn't spot them until you got closer and then went, oh, fuck, guns. They opened fire on us before we opened fire on them, so technically this was all in self-defense. Self-defense where we were committing piracy. You would have fun times arguing that we boarded a boat in self-defense. I think we can quite easily argue that this was defensive piracy. I was going to say, this act of piracy was an act, was totally an act of self-defense. I look forward to seeing you argue that in court. I really don't, because I'm not a legal person. Indeed. So let's um, make this ship look slightly tidy. Like, not have bodies on deck. Mirren staggers out and helps you chuck a few bodies over the side. Are any of the metahumans who are in the box um, fit enough to help out? Yeah, a couple of them do. And most of them are just kind of sat there. The Dr. Butler has 
she's essentially gone up to the ship's med bay and opened a bag and just emptied a bunch of drawers into the bag and taken it down there and she's doing what she can so she's occupied and out the way for the time being (laughs) and not causing problems no she's anybody who looks and knows anything about medicine will notice she actually does she may not have a doctor's license but she does know what she's doing Right, that's good. What was the captain of the Coast Guard Cutter's surname again? He was called Xander Bridges. Ah, bridge. Ship. Uh Excellent. It wasn't deliberate. (laughs) It just happened. It takes a good ten minutes or so, and then, uh, Sunshine, you're getting a ping on the radio again. Hello? I'm just going to assume we're doing the call signs. (laughs) Romeo Uniform, you don't appear to have slowed down. Please don't make me crank my engines right up. Wait two seconds here, Uniform Charlie, because we're supposed to have... And then I shout a load of gibberish in the background to, like, various crew members on my deck. Start shouting orders to the chief of engineering or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, Uniform Charlie, uh, this day, it just keeps getting better and better. It looks like that shot's actually also done a bit of damage to steering and power. Do you need me to send my engineer over and a T-Bird to make this quick? Then you can go on your way and I can get on with You're from Charlie at this point, wherever's easiest for you. Fine. My engineer will be with you shortly. Romeo Uniform 656165. You're from Charlie, hold on. I hop out very quickly and speak to the team like, okay, guys, I'm really running out of ways to stall him. Uh, about the only thing I can think of left is that the bullet went through a load of Anfrax containers or something. I think that's not a good call. <laughs> I think. I'm going to say that now. Is that not a good call? Okay. Anyone else got any suggestions about how I can delay this guy other than like flying casual with him? Well, how clear is the deck? Not. It's full of crates. Explain to him that we do- Oh, fuck. We have no space to receive a T-Bird. That's the point. Do we actually have anywhere on the ship that you could land a... No, if he lands on the crates, he'll knock them over. Tell him no. It doesn't matter if we do. We don't have space. A T-Bird is relatively small. We don't care. This ship is also quite small. Is it our vertical takeoff landing? Yes, it's a VTOL. Right, in that case, it's not going to be a problem because they can just helicopter it over the top, say, jump off onto the deck. Yeah. Or they come down on a hole. It doesn't matter if there's enough space to rebuild the Newport Grand Hotel on the deck of this ship. We do not have space for the T-Bird and they're going to have to find another way aboard. Preferably a very circuitous one. He has a point. Tell them we don't have space for a T-Bird to land. Uniform Charlie, uh, just think you're aware we're quite a small vessel. I do not think you're going to be able to land a T-Bird. Particularly our full, our entire deck is containers at the moment and we've got a mixture of different heights going on. I think if you try and land a T-Bird on there you're gonna lose a rotor over. Understood Romeo Uniform. We're not using a a helicopter so rotors won't be an issue. I'll tell them to pack for going down on a line. I turn to the rest of the team and John Travolta hand gesture at this point I think we've Probably stalled them as long as we can. It's going to take them a while to get a T-Bird in the air as a mechanic on board. 
guys, if we try and stall them any further, that's going to make them even more sus, which will just speed them up. Yeah, I think at this point we just tell them, okay, yeah, that's all good. We'll pre prepare a landing party for when you're here. And then when, when the guy gets here, then we can stall him when okay. he gets here. Mav, but the frag is the plan. Also, how are we going in clearing the decks of corpses? We don't want the T-Bird seeing corpses lying all over the ship. Just chuck him over the side? Corpse is clear. That's the easy question. Yes. Have we completed this task, GM? I mean, you've had more than enough time. Cool. Uh, that's the easy bit to do. Get a couple of our stowaways. Rescuees. Let's get some of them wandering about the ship as if they are cool. Get everybody on the ship as if they are on a ship that is currently experiencing some mechanical trouble. As in have them pretend to be the crew? Yes. Okay. Can I point out a possible problem that the UCAS are going to notice immediately? There was a firefight on this ship. The ship is riddled with bullet holes. Could we pretend they are old? That's from when we dropped off a bunch of cargo in Venezuela or whatever the fuck. They were there when we bought the ship. I mean, previous action. Previous action is a... that we just decided not to fix at any point. The UCAS are not going to buy that, guys. It's only bullet holes. They grow the place an air of character. I text message Giuseppe and say, we're running out of ways to stall them. How long do we need? How long do you need? He uh, he texts back, not much longer, might have something. Just keep the guy they sound talking, sunshine. Doesn't matter if it makes sense, doesn't matter if it all falls apart later, we'll be gone. Doesn't matter if it's complete bullshit in the moment, so long as he doesn't radio it back to the ship. Deduce him or something. He's a sailor, he's probably not seen a woman in months. He works with the coast! He's a coast guard. Yes, but he's like a sailor, and like they're on boats for long periods of time. Coast guard. The clue is in the name, Tiger. They're next to the coast. I might even say that they are guarding it. Who did you to assume that he's into women if he's a sailor? The only sailors I've ever interacted with were an admiral, at a, were an admiral at a gala my parents threw, and he was as queer as a four-dollar note. Like. Seduce them. You seduce them, Tiger. If Sunshine fails, I will seduce them. I've seen plenty of flirting at that telenovela Huggy sent me. It was a good one. <sighs> it was very good. My bulbous cherub line passed completely without comment. Yeah, I don't think anybody noticed. Yeah, it was perfect. We've got all the corpses out of Zube. Okay, I'm going to need a uniform. So, yeah, were any of the ship's crew, like, wearing uniforms? So the captain was wearing, like, captain's whites with epaulettes. The rigger seems to be wearing something very similar, like an XO's uniform, and the rest of them were basically just in work overalls. There were a lot of chaps who weren't and seemed to be in tracksuits and Kalashnikovs. However, they're no, no longer an issue. As you're casting around for a uniform, Sunshine, the radio crackles to life again. Well, the, the the light goes off, telling you there's an incoming radio call. Uh, I gotta take this, guys. Uh, that mechanic and the two marines. 
if you could make sure that the space above your containers is clear, we'll put the T-Bird above there, over. Uh, one, one moment, one moment. There's some commotion in the background. Captain, we've got another radio call coming in. Oh, for frag's sake. This day. Uh, Romeo Charlie, can you... Sorry, Romeo Uniform, rather, can you hold on for a few moments for me? Sure thing, Uniform Charlie. There's some voices in the background, and there's a... Clear the bridge. Sorry, what? Clear the fragging bridge. There's a lot of quiet at a few moments. I understand. Yes. Very well. Over and out. And he comes back, and you hear him. Romeo Uniform 656165. Hello. I don't know who the frag you are, and I don't want to know. Today has been an interesting day. Please make sure that that fire alarm does not go off again. I don't want to have to talk to you a second time today. Out. And the connection cuts. <laughs> Sunshine drops out of VR, takes her glasses and, yeah, slides her glasses up back on top of her beanie and goes, I f think Mav's contact just came through for us, but I'm not sure. What did they say? Uh, some creepy sounding shit about not wanting to hear from us again. That is a very good or very bad. Yeah, I... I right. I'm going to send. I, I'm, I'm going to send up Hergen to check to discuss scanning for the um, T-bird. Yeah. Roll me a perception check, please. Because that means that there might be a gunship coming, or they might not be coming at all. <laughs> maybe gunship. Maybe no gunship. Who knows? <laughs> On one hand, painful, excruciating death. On the other, riches. <laughs> That's two hits on the uh, clear side. You can see that there was an aircraft in the air. However, it appears to be... Uh, oh, shit, that thing can turn. Wow, that's low. This thing is only about five meters above the water and looked to be going absolute hell for leather. And does a turn where you're thinking, yeah, I hope the guys in there are wearing uh, compression suits. Otherwise, they're going to be seeing a lot of black right now. Jesus. Stunt flyer or no? That that's just T-birds. Right. Okay. You're now on a boat in the middle of the sea with an engine that's stuck on. Is the engine actually stuck on, or are we just saying that? No, I've just had it stuck. I have not tried to get it to stop. You've yet. not tried to unstuck it yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to start taking a good look at the interior of this ship, insofar as I can see being plugged into it so as a actual like the mechanic are you rigging hot cold i'm going to be rigging cold i don't want to get wet you plug in and go into cold sim vr and oh this is a curious sensation i mean you're you're a troll you're used to being big but not this big you can feel your propellers pushing against the water you can feel the power from the batteries surging through the engines and you check over your internal systems. There's a few bits that feel rickly in the superstructure, like they've been damaged, 
but you feel that one of your turrets on top, it, it feels a little bit... The best way you could describe it is if you were metahuman, it's like a, a cut on your ear. It kind of hurts, but it's not that bad. You can kind of ignore it. But yeah. all the important stuff is working. Right, nothing's sending off alarms. No. You cancelled the engine fire alarm? Yeah, that was the first thing I did as soon as I plugged in. Turns out the engine fire alarm was just, if anybody goes down to have a look in the engine room, the guy that got shot and fell back into the engine room as he hit the deck, his pistol went off and hit something. It wasn't that important, but it set the alarm off. Yeah, well, as well it should if there's weapons fire in the engine room. Yes, well, as long as we've got this thing going in roughly the directions as I think it's, going, it's supposed to be going in. Well, it's currently heading out to sea, but... You probably want to slow it down now that we're not in danger of imminent. Yeah, that's a good We're going to have to go back to New York. Hopefully we won't. Probably not in this boat. Possibly. No, we will have to go back to New York, yes, but hopefully this boat does not. By the time you've kind of resolved all of this, you're somewhere between Fort Hancock and Breezy Point Kip, just past Roma Shoal Light. Yeah. Those are two incredibly suggestive names. They are two very suggestive points as well. They really are. What Hancock looks like a penis. Look at it! It's a massive penis-shaped piece of land just poking out into New York Harbor. Yes, Huggy. So yeah, you, you have a ship, you have some captives. What the frag are you doing with this lot? We have some ex-captives. We're waiting for Giuseppe to get in touch and trying not to look too suspicious until he does. Oh, fair. So, yeah, you are you changing course or anything like that, or are you... I will be heading... Oh, shit, but we head, I guess. We head southward for now, or northward for now? Well, if you head too north, you're going to head Long Island. Take us parallel to Long Island. Just take us east. Yeah, okay, I'll take us northeast. After a little while, Mav, your comlink starts chirping. I open the call and they are. What'd I tell you? What did I tell you? That we were to stall the Coast Guard and get the name of the guy. And you did. You see what happens when you follow instructions? Good things come to those that do as Giuseppe says. Huh? That's why I do what you say, Giuseppe. Huh? And you are most definitely going to be doing what I tell you fairly soon, yeah? I look forward to it. I called in a couple of markers for you. You owe me. I know. Also, Xander. Xander, you are a naughty, naughty boy. I don't want to know what he's been up to. Oh, I assure you, it is quite entertaining. What do you need us to be doing now, Giuseppe? Hey, I just called to give you the good news and to remind you of your obligations. Whatever direct you are in, that is your problem. Right. So. On that, on that note, I wish you a good day. Don't die before huh, you'll repay the favor. Yes, Giuseppe. And he clicks off the phone. Okay. Uh, Mav says, flicking his attention back to the real world. So, uh, that's as far as my contacts help got us. Uh, ideas. Right, this is a problem. We are now in possession of a boat. Quite a large boat that we can't just, like, run into a beach and get off. Yes, especially not any beach around here. We need facilities. 
Does the ship still have its lifeboats? No. It's designed for quite a small crew of about five or six, and somebody tried to nick the one lifeboat, and it got sunk by a cat. Ah. We still have our launch, but that can take maybe five people at a time. You can probably get up to about ten people in there, including yourselves, and I'm counting drones as a people for the sake of carrying. They are a people for these purposes. Right. So, where do we take a boat where questions will not be asked, but where we can also get a bunch of people, some of whom are injured, out of without them being attacked by the locals? There's almost nowhere on the south coast of Long Island. We could turn around and park this thing of on Staten Island, but I think that that's still going to draw too much attention. That's going to draw lots of attention. What about fresh kills? That's on Staten Island. Ah. Huggy, you're the one in charge of the boat, so you'll have access to maps. Also, you live in fresh kills. Yeah. Could you give me either a Staten Island area knowledge roll or a navigation roll, which is intuition minus one if you don't have the skill? I don't actually have Staten Island area knowledge. So what was the other one? The other one is navigation, which will be minus one to default on. I have local junkyards. Not particularly relevant in this case. Mubby. Mubby, though. We do know one, uh, quote, local junkyard that is right next to the water. We are not taking this to to the boat graveyard because I like living. No, that one. The blue chainsaws. Are they not inland? No, they're just inside Long Island. They are indeed actually on the coast. They're in her beach. Next question, can we get there? There's at least two bridges between us and them. Does anybody have any New York area knowledge? Huggy has New York navigational charts in the ship. <laughs> you cheeky bastard. What <laughs> Doesn't she? She'll need to find the right ones. Right, so, so what does that... that would be... I mean, it could be anybody up that finds them. You can all access the ship's Data systems. Search. Yeah, that'll do it. No, apparently I can. So what you in fact pull up, you have a few moments where the cheap Linguasoft on your comlink freaks out because this is a Russian vessel, and it's actually giving you bridge heights in York, England. Apparently the River Ooze is quite high at the moment. Best named river in the world. Okay, good to know. If I ever need to go and visit the fragging Lord Protector. You know, since it was a zero hit, so I'd, I'd start just rummaging in the um, files and just go, Oh god, the seriously dead captain person. Get better taste in porn, my goodness. Would anyone else care to roll anything? Data search is a basic program, so most of you may well have that. Data search is a skill. Oh, sorry. No, it would be... I think it would be the browse program. Wait, did I? I may have... I rolled the wrong thing. Sorry. You just rolled your skill, didn't you? Yeah, I should have had another six dice on that. Yes, I rolled the correct thing. Oh, bad GM noises. Okay, I got four hits. All right, fine. Yeah, you fine. I still, <laughs> I still find, I still find all his hentai, but <laughs> you found all of his hentai. What? Yo, don't knock it until you've tried it. Moving right 
rapidly on. <laughs> I mean, I don't normally kink shame, but... And then I fling it over to hug you. <laughs> oh, Chase! No, please, no! Oh, God! I just not swearing in German. <laughs> yeah, like I said, kink shame! Kink shame! <laughs> right, okay, so I know us Germans have somewhat of a reputation, but this is beyond me. So, can we get under the bridges? You can indeed get under the bridges after you found these charts. Huggy, lean of course, please. Could you give me a pilot watercraft, which you don't have, so you're defaulting to your reaction. However, it'll be minus the handling of the ship. Which... Something in the thousands? Double figures, maybe? No, it's not that bad. Minus two. So it's basically your reaction minus three. So that's two hits. What the hell? My reaction is very high. This is why I'm a good pilot and why you have me piloting the ship. Indeed. It takes a very, very long time. And you do have one point where you nearly take out a fishing boat full of yuppies. That was only slightly an accident. <laughs> you managed to get it into the channel between Breezy Point and Manhattan Beach and under Marine Parkway Bridge without hitting anything important and without going onto a reef or anything bad. And you have actually caught it at the right time of day so that you're not going to scrape and knock the turrets off the roof on the way. Sunshine, do you want to call ahead? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, warn the blue chainsaws that the boat that's coming in is theoretically friendly. I'll do it. Uh, I, I could also do it. Uh, although I only, like, know Sharifa and Co. Yeah, Sunshine, you've never. Have you met the blue chainsaws? Huggy definitely has. Huggy, you do it. Once. All right, so I'm going to call ahead. I'm going to call. I think I will call Ripper rather than Sharifa. Okay. And say, we have a. Because I know that Ripper is... Ripper is A, a Orc. And B, I know that he is at least friendly towards the idea of the sun. Could you first roll uh, your loyalty rating with Ripper for me? That is only one. That is not very much. Oh, that's the same as me. I was assuming you're sure tired. We all have loyalty one with Ripper. It's more just to get an idea of how long it takes him to answer that. That's one hit. Ah! He actually answers... Pretty much, you think it's gonna ring out, and then the phone answers, and there's a bit of rustling and a hello, hello, Ripper. This is Huggy. I have a ship. Huggy, for... Huggy. Oh yeah, the the big troll lady that bought the the cocoon. Yeah, I remember you. So I I have a boat full of people who have been kidnapped by racists, and I need to get some off the boat. This sounds like a Either a good day or a bad day, depending on your perspective. Um, so where do I come into this? We are currently floating not too far from your fort, and I was hoping you could give me a hand with this. There's a few moments silence on the line, and then he says... Define hand. We need some small boats to help us um, ferry them off. Give me two minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call you back. So he clicks off the line. And then you get a text back saying, I'm getting Sharifa for this. No, I'm, I ain't dealing with this. Then a few moments later, your comm link starts ringing. 
Hello, Sharifa. When you answer on the vid phone part of your comm link, you can see an Arabic woman with facial tattoos. And she's looking down the vid phone and she's just got this look of what the ever loving frag on her face. Huggy. Yes. I've not seen that expression on Ripper's face for a while. I've achieved something today, Zen. He has many qualities, but planning is not one of them. Please tell me what's happened. So we have a boat, which you may or may not notice is currently floating near outside of your fort. Define boat. Something slightly larger than what you're thinking of. Cargo steamer. Single, small cargo ship. And what are you wanting me to do with this boat? I just want a couple of people to help out with taking some people off board. Can I lean in on Huggy at this point and go, in return we'll let them loot the place. Because there's like guns and stuff they're going to want off the ship. As payment, I don't need this boat and I imagine that you can make something of it. Bring the boat in. The fort's actually an old... The back end of it's actually an old dock. Tie off there. We'll see if we can tie it off. And then you can go wherever the hell you like with those people. Thank you very much. And we'll take the boat as payment. Works for us. That's perfect. I imagine there's, that there's some things aboard that you could find quite interesting. Quite. What, like his porn collection? Well, like the entire goddamn boat. Remember, since these guys are, they, they pick apart mechanical things. And we're just handing them a very large mechanical thing. Yes. Guys, this is an incredibly good deal for them. Yes. That was what I was, this, this was the deal that I was planning to make, was we will give you the boat as long as we can get off it. We're also dumping a lot of heat on them with the boat. Please don't start taking the boat apart whilst we're still on board. <laughs> this isn't part of the deal. Could I get another pilot watercraft from you still at that minus, minus three overall? That's just reaction. This is a negative. Yeah. So it ain't pretty. But then neither is a dock, so. And you manage to run the boat into the dock, but it's more of a side swipe, and you think you hold it, but it's not catastrophic and nobody died. A lot of people on the boat fell flat on their ass. Sunshine felt particularly sad when she landed in what was left of the ship's rigor. And Mirren tosses down a line to the blue chainsaws who were on the dock. And Sharifa is stood at the on the dock. And you've kind of smashed the stairs that were going down. And the, the little boat that you had left there, that that is gone. That's just pulverized. I wasn't even trying to protect that. The stairs now just lead straight down onto the dock. They should lead onto a pontoon next to the dock, and Sharifa's just stood at the bottom of this with Ripper behind her, just looking up at the superstructure with a, really, expression on her face. In my defense, I have never driven a boat before now. The doctor comes back up at this point and just kind of looks around. She's absolutely filthy. Uh, she looks like she's been up to her elbows treating people and just says, where the frag are we? I'm not complaining, I'm just asking where the frag we are. New York. 
Old Howard Beach. In Queens? Near Brooklyn. Or Brooklyn near Queens, one of the two. These guys are the blue chainsaws, they're... Our biker gangs occasionally cut people apart with microfilament chainsaws. Insofar as we are concerned, they are the good guys. Okay. I'm... I'm, I'm not even going to ask after today, and... If you have a better idea of where we can drop you off, then I'm open to hear it. I look down at the, at the boat. I don't think the boat's going to go anywhere anytime soon, so... She looks... She looks around at the ship and just kind of shrugs and says, I... I, I, I do biological, not mechanical. All right, I can so... show you that this is not what a good boat looks like. I'm, I'm just going to take your word for it. So, we're somewhere in Queens. Are we still being chased? Not as far as I'm aware. Not for the moment. Whoever owns oh. this boat is probably going to come for it at some point in the future. Okay. I mean, it'll have been... Thoroughly dismantled. I was going to say subjected to the Blue Chainsaw's tender mercies, but yes, it'll have been torn apart and made into car bonnets and... Okay. I'm going to go make a phone call. Could you do me a favor? Get the people we were trying to rescue off the boat and see about getting getting them something to eat. And I'm gonna go see if I can get us a ride. Right. Can do. So yeah, you basically have a chat with either Sh Well, it's gotta be Sharifa at this point because She's here and she's in charge. Yeah, also Ripper has made his way up to the turret. And he's already using the monofilament chainsaw in his arm that he's had installed like a cyber spur to remove one of the the Ultimax heavy machine guns. Yeah, I thought that might be of interest to him. You have never seen him so happy. It's <laughs> like Christmas. It's like a four-year-old on Christmas morning. <laughs> and that's our good deed for the week done. You find yourselves hanging around with the blue chainsaws for a while. They are seriously happy. Everybody can increase their loyalty with both Sharifa and Ripper. And if you have the blue chainsaws as a contact, by one. Because, yeah, all they had to do was just put up with... We gave them a fucking boat. Yeah, they just had to... Honestly, a very, very, very hot boat. Judging by the way they're swarming over it like ants with chainsaws, there ain't going to be a boat for very long. Indeed. That was my hope. We have ship. no idea what else is on this ship. A, a loaded cargo ship. For free. There's probably, if you retail value, there's a few million new yens worth here. Fencing value, there's still quite a lot. <laughs> this is serious fucking money as far as the street gang goes. But honestly, if they, we've just given them quite a lot. I'm hoping that if this comes back to bite them, they are going to consider that before they just sell us out. I think they will. Also, they know that you're shadow runners. Yeah. So yeah, eventually a bus turns up and it seems to be driven by a member of the Sons of Sauron. And there's a little bit of a standoff at the gate when another member of the Sons gets out and you can see the blue chainsaws outside they're kind of going they don't normally come into our territory the frag is going on you can see they've kind of got the smgs ready to go they're not quite pointing at the guy but it's definitely one wrong move we will pump you for lead and he... in that case i go forward all right 
you know, the, the, the blue chainsaws know who I am. I'll sort of shift my jumper so that my son's patch is more visible and walk towards the um, guy who was driving the bus. He nods at you and says, told you got a pickup for us. Yep, we've got about 30 guys back there who need uh, immediate transport. All right. I turn to the, to the chainsaws. He is here to pick them up. He nods to them and he's average build orc and just holds his hands up and says, look guys, I ain't coming in. I ain't here to frag with you, Drek. And they, they kind of relax a bit and he pulls out a packet of cigarettes and offers them a smoke. And this guy actually knows how to defuse the situation. They haven't sent the complete idiot. So the cargo, I think, is probably the best term at this point. The ex-captives. Yeah. Passengers? I don't think passengers is quite the right word. Uh, all pile into the bus, get carried off by the sons to a new life somewhere else. At this point, I'm going to have called... Um... Grendel's mother, the van, to here. Yep. Mirren calls his car, and Mirren, when the car arrives, he just looks at it, looks at the bullet holes in it, sighs and looks at you and says, I'll call you in a couple of days to get to get my crowd stick. I... Go get some sleep, mate. I have had a bad fucking day, and it's gonna cost me so much to get this fixed. And he gets in the car and disappears. He knows where at least a few of live, so getting his cred ain't going to be too much of an issue if it comes to it. No, and at this point, I'm quite happy to pay him. <laughs> he certainly earned his paycheck. Dr. Butler has been kind of helping people into the bus before it leaves. She comes over to you and says, You'll probably want to get me back to whomever was paying you then, aren't you? That would be the idea. Alright, so she gets in the van. I'm gonna say that you were given the warehouse that you were given as your original meat location to go to, which is over in Bath Beach. And yeah, you arrive, Lucas is there, and there's quite a few members of the Suns as well stood around the warehouse. Aki looks exhausted at this point. Like, genuinely, just, like, haggard, exhausted. Before we, like, leave the boat, did we establish if the captain had a hat for me to steal or not? Yeah, go on. You can steal the captain's hat. Yay. So, Tiger is wearing the captain's hat. He's got the epaulets in his pocket, and the bullet is in his shoe so he doesn't lose it. The hat has blood on it, because of course it does. Uh, to be fair, there was quite a lot of blood spraying around inside that bridge. There, there, were, there were a lot of bullets flying around. When you go in, Dean walks over to Dr. Butler and he actually gives her a hug. It's not like a partner hug, but it's a definite, you're my friend and I was quite concerned about you kind of hug. And he looks at you lot and says, done all right. I know this one was short notice. She's She texted me on the way over and let me know what happened. <sighs> yeah. That, that was not what I expected. I was expecting something... I was both expecting something worse and not as bad. So, like, you've, you guys have more than earned your cred. Thank you. And he hands you your cred sticks without 
any complaints whatsoever. So what was the second payment? He'd given us the 10,000 retainer. There wasn't time to negotiate, I remember. That would be an excellent time to negotiate. 10k retainer to split between you and another 20 grand to split once the job is done. So it's six grand each. But we didn't negotiate before. And this involved piracy. <laughs> Sunshine, go and do a negotiate for us. I was going to say, do we get more money because we had to be pirates, or do we have to pay him because we got to be pirates? <laughs> we get more money because we had to be pirates. Yay, piracy. Yeah, this has been, this has been a rough one, so I am definitely going to try and negotiate that up. This is just barely covering the cost for me of this mission. Alright, what, what are you saying to him? Chummer, look. Yeah, we gotta be good guys today. And also bad guys. Pirates are bad guys, right? But this, you really you really put us through the ringer on this one. Come on. We did you a solid. He thinks about it for a few moments and says, Yeah, this was not what we were expecting. I normally don't negotiate on the back end, but... You also didn't give us time on the front end, did you? Hey, I didn't have time on the front end, but I said, but I'd do you an additional 500 each. Thank you kindly. Yeah, from what from what I've been told, you've earned that. I think we have. Right. I need, I need to go home. Shit, I need a new job. Thank you for spending some time with us and listening to the Pride Against Prejudice podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you again in two weeks' time for our next episode. In the meantime, it's not often that runners get to be the good guys. It seems the team are luckier than most. What's the most good that you guys have ever done as runners? Let us know on our Discord. Intro is More Human Than Human by Carl Casey, and the background music is also by Carl Casey. Outro music is Neon Thrills by Luck Hash, and all sound effects are credited in the show notes. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Pride Against Prejudice podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any other proprietary material for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Pride Against Prejudice podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in this podcast remain the property of their respective owners. Pride Against Prejudice podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 license. So if you want to use any part of the show, please give us the credit. See you next time, chummers.